Heal Yourself with Sarah Dawkins, episode 22, with guest Patrick Cave. Patrick has had a succession of what they call careers, a teacher in Europe, a writer of dystopian teen thrillers, and then he became the general manager of a live music pub, meeting the likes of Led Zeppelin's Robert Plant on the way. Patrick was always moving towards what he does now, Taoism, quantum physics, energy healing and shamanism, therapy, NLP and hypnotherapy, and so much more. He left the pub world to set up as a life-changing therapist, and he vowed he would never down a tequila shot again. Patrick has been personally evolving and tackling his own issues over the last couple of decades from health, relationships, self-concept, and understanding of life purpose. He's been playing with the strings of reality and systematically clearing out his inner universe that did not serve him from toxic patterns to ego to self, sorry, to limits on self. And Patrick is also the author of chapter 24 of my book, Heal Yourself. So welcome, Patrick. Thank you for joining me on Heal Yourself, the podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, would you like to tell the listeners more about your own um, health and healing journey? Sure. Okay. So the the chapter in your book uh, that you mentioned was about my experience with ulcerative colitis. Um, uh, so that's as, as good a place to start as any. And this was kind of mid-noughties time, something like that. Um, when I started getting some symptoms, I started getting some First of all, a kind of little bit of constipation and whatever, but it, it quickly progressed to getting some blood and things like that coming from my colon. And uh, a subject that people love to discuss, I'm sure. So people will be gripped by this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so obviously I went along at that stage, I went along to the doc. I was in France at the time. I went to see a doctor in France and then I went and had a um, endoscopy in the UK, flew back for that. Um, and I kind of went down that route of just um, what they call conventional healthcare to begin with. Um, and basically, what I was told um, was that a, a thing that people hear from the health service a lot we don't know what causes this. Um, and they said, so what's going to happen is basically you're going to start off with um, uh, anti-inflammatories, anti-inflammatory pills, um, loads and loads of those, and then it's going to move to steroids, and then there's going to be surgery. That's your that's your future mapped out. Um, and you know this, so this is probably a year and a half, two years into the process of something of getting sort of diagnosed and all that sort of stuff. And at that point, a little voice in my head started saying, well, hang on, you know, so, so I'm hearing, we don't know what causes this, and the, you know, but what we're going to do is we're going to give you these three stages of ever more gruesome um, <clears throat> treatment to, to kind of deal with symptoms, but we don't know actually what's, what's causing this stuff. So I did start off taking the anti-inflammatories, um, and to be honest, I don't think they did a, a great deal. And for a few years, I, I had increasing blood loss. I was getting kind of anemic. I was getting quite weak and I was getting, you know, and, and, and I got to a point where I thought, no, no, this is no good. 
I threw out the pills, stopped going to the doctor, and I thought, okay, I'm going to take control of this. And this this was kind of, you know, and we'll get into it later in the conversation, I'm sure, but this was mirroring other other developments happening in my life. Um, and at that stage, um, I thought uh, that I needed to look at diet, and I thought that I needed to look at state of mind um, and if there was any kind of stress involved and stuff like that. But I also, in the background, was changing changing my belief about who we are as people, what we are, you know, as, as a human being, what we are, and the power to actually create health. So I started removing old beliefs, the belief that, you know, we've brought up with all kinds of beliefs. We in, inherit them as a, in a culture, a society, whatever. And one of them is you, if you're ill, you go to the doctor and they give you a pill or injection or they cut you open or whatever. Um, and that, well, fixes you or treats a symptom or whatever. Um, so that was one of the beliefs that I was, along with a whole lot of other beliefs about the world, that I was clearing out. And I started to think, um, and because at that stage I was also studying sort of how the mind works and hypnotherapy and things like that, I was looking at cases of the placebo effect and all this, um, the ability to create health through the mind. So I started replacing those beliefs, looking at diet, um, looking at state of mind, looking at lifestyle. Uh, and all that stuff. And gradually, over a period of, I don't know, five, six, seven years, my symptoms abated more and more and more. Um, and I was not taking any, any of the sort of NHS stuff or any of the, any of the prescribed medication for a, for a long time at this point. And then the final piece of the puzzle was um, maybe 18 months ago, two years ago or something, I went to see a, a kinesiologist. Uh, and it was just sort of random that I happened to go and see her. Um, I noticed that she'd been recommending and sending me lots of people. Um, and I thought, you know, do I know this woman? I'm not sure. The name rings a bell, but I, you know, I couldn't remember meeting her. So I checked her out and she was a kinesiologist, uh, quite local to me. Um, fantastic kinesiologist called Rosie Dalpikin um in Froome and uh so I went to see her we because we we decided okay you know uh, let's give each other a free sample of what we do professionally so I just went along just to see what she did professionally actually but I was blown away by it you know I lay on her couch and she does all this thing where you know you have to stick up stick up your arm and test muscle pressure and things like that and it was absolutely shockingly evident that there were i'd been messing out with um, messing about with cutting gluten for example out of my diet um but in fact working with her i found soya which was a thing because i'd been veggie for years and, and, and all kinds of stuff like that i wasn't veggie anymore but i had been so soya was a big no-no for me and dairy was a big no-no and those were the two things to cut out and a few things to to have that i was missing out on um and that was the final piece of the puzzle, you know, and, I, and there's been so, uh, you know, it's, it's a long time now since I've experienced any blood or anything like that. And my, um, you know, all the symptoms are really abating, you know, it's, it's, it's actually going back to pre-noughties um, kind of level of health in gut now. So, yeah, so that's sort of potted history. That's That's what that was all about. And this, isn't it fabulous, though, how 
powerful our minds are. I mean, I use mindset a lot with my own clients as well. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> so so what happens, um, you know, this feeds into your work and my work and, and, and everything we're talking about today. So so what happens when we're, you know, we're born with tiny people, little babies, little toddlers that are born, um, and those little tiny people, they start to create a model of reality inside. And uh, in that model of reality, it's a perfect model of reality. And by the way, it's the place that you spend all your life. You live in your model of reality. You don't live out there in the world. But, um, so you live in your model of reality and it starts to be created at a very early stage um and it has an idea of what the world is like what people are like what relationships are like what it means to be a good person or a bad person um what and by the age of seven there's an idea of self who the hero or heroine of your journey is um and that person has values and beliefs and habits and um tastes and all kinds of things attached to that and uh by the time you get to sort of adulthood people believe their model is true the model of reality is true they believe that this is the way the world is this is what people are like this is who i am uh, blah 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 you know and because of uh, confirmation bias because the way the mind works the mind always looks for evidence to reinforce what it already believes so if you believe you're the luckiest person in the world uh, for example, you find evidence every day, you know, you, situations come along, you find some money or you get an opportunity or you get a new relationship or whatever it is, things come along and um, you, the mind notices them because um, out of the two million bits of information going through your mind every second, going into your senses every second. So it notices searchlight on these situations. Oh, yes, I am the luckiest person alive. Fantastic. You know, so it reinforces itself. Same thing if you think you're the unluckiest or you think you're healthy or unhealthy or you think you need to go to the doctor to get well or whatever it is that you believe, the mind reinforces it. Um, and people believe that their model of reality is true. And so, which is why, and there's an ego attachment to that too, which is why people get very upset when they hear views, worldviews or something that doesn't agree with them, all this, this all the hoo-ha over the last three years, all this absolute nonsense over the last three years, we've heard a lot of people getting very, very abusive and very upset on both sides because their worldview was being violated um, and it asked big questions about reality for them. But this model of reality that people build, starting in very early life, is a fiction nobody's model is true it's built on the influence of parents other people around in your family the culture society you're born into um and it's it's all just a story it's all just a fiction um but it's very powerful because so that aspect of the happiest the luckiest person alive finding evidence every day so we get into the realm of quantum reality now so in quantum reality, if anybody in the listening or watching or whatever knows about quantum physics, one of the, the key things is the way you measure reality changes reality. You can run an experiment in the lab. Um, there's one, a famous experiment called Wheeler's Delayed Choice Experiment, uh, like it was done in Australia 2015, other places, you can check it out. Um, and so you run an experiment in the lab, run an event in the lab, you measure it two different ways, you get two different events. Okay, this is what we do as people. We measure reality, we perceive reality, and we change reality. So your model is determining the way the world is for you and the way your life is, the way your body is, all your cells are eavesdropping, you know, neuropeptides going through going through all your cells, but also, you know, the whole uh, energy of the body, 
uh, 3.7 trillion volts we have in our body if you add up all the little voltages of all the cells so everything is listening everything's eavesdropping everything's responding to the model of reality you've got inside you and so when you start to change that and for example throw out a belief like if you know by the way the beliefs that we are conditioned with mostly are about us being powerless about us needing something from outside i can only be good enough if i get the the love or the attention of that boy or that girl or i can only be healthy if the doctor gives me this pill i can only uh, be accepted by society if i dress in a particular way or have a certain income or i do this or I do that so these things are mostly about powerlessness and this goes through our education system and all this stuff uh, all the media and so on it's all about you know you're a victim of a, a, a static reality out there which includes ill health includes pandemics we won't get onto that but uh, and all this sort of stuff um and uh the opposite is true you are infinitely powerful you create this model and you're in control of that model it's like a story that you're writing and any particular it doesn't matter what's happened in the past maybe you had some great things in the past or some bad things maybe you were healthy or unhealthy maybe you had great success in love or money or whatever in the past it doesn't really matter um, because you are on this page of the story right now today right now you're in the middle of the story you're on a particular page and you're free to write anything on that page and because going back to quantum physics again quantum physics there's no time there's no place it's always here and now and so whatever you write on that page changes the past and the future okay so it changes the whole story if your hero or heroine on this page changes something on this page changes them a big fundamental thing about what they believe or how they act or what they choose then the whole story changes and you can so it doesn't matter if, if you've gone to see the doctor or the bank manager or something and somebody's told you something terrible you know you, you, and, and by the way the mind is li listening to this thing and we're being cursed the whole time it's a bit like a you know it's like a voodoo or witch doctor thing you you, know, you see adverts say oh have you been told you've got cancer you know and that, that phrase if you know them about the mind you've got cancer or something like that by the way raise that if you're listening you need to catch those things because we're being bombarded with things that make us feel like victims that actually are curses starting to plant an idea and change reality so you, as soon as you hear something like that you think to yourself oh, i'm going to raise that i'm going to replace that with an affirmation okay i choose health and well-being right now so it doesn't matter what some somebody's trying to bombard me with i create my reality so it's an enormously powerful um to take control and to take responsibility for that to do that you need to let go of any sense of being a victim so in my work as a therapist, you know, you, the key thing is doesn't matter what's happened to someone, uh, whether it's trauma or abuse or this or that addiction or whatever. So if they want to get change, they have to give away the convenience or the luxury of thinking, oh, it wasn't my fault. I'm, I'm a victim, whatever. Um, because on this page, you need to stop being a victim. Then you stop being a victim to the whole story. What was yeah. the question? <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. It was yeah. about mindset. Um, yeah, but, mindset. Yeah, yeah. But don't you find as well that so many people live from the subconscious on autopilot? And it's people like ourselves that that bring them into that present moment and, and make them aware of consciously creating their life, you know, taking them out of that autopilot. Um, because on autopilot, they're just running the programs and belief systems from their past that chances are they were their parents' beliefs that have been passed down 
um, and possibly no longer work for them. But until they become conscious and in that present moment, they're still going to keep those conscious, uh, those subconscious beliefs and autopilot and their world is going to manifest through their beliefs, which aren't really their own, they're their parents. Definitely. I mean, um, and, you know, the system is enormously weighted for conformity. The thing, you know, if you think about what you learn in your however many years, 13 years or 14 years of school, you know, what you learn in terms of information, information, there's no such thing, actually. But, um, you know, you could probably learn all of that stuff in two or three years. Mostly it's about following rules and being rewarded for conformity, uh, you know, not running in a particular place, wearing the right clothes. Or the right, You know, it's got nothing to do with anything, what clothes you wear, whether you're going to learn. Um, focusing and paying attention well actually if you know anything about the mind when a child starts to dream and they just allow themselves to to go into a dream during a lesson or whatever they actually learn much more they they um become healthier they are able to absorb more um, useful information whatever so the whole system from birth onwards is about conformity rather than empowerment it's about feeling like a victim and conforming in order to go to the hurdles so running on autopilot as you as, as you call it you know so uh because we don't get taught any of this stuff most of it is under the radar you know people think the world is like this and they don't there's there's no kind of concept of oh hang on i've got these i've got this identity i've got these values i've got these beliefs i've got these habits and whatever um which are completely random or inherited or get you know um and they could be changed um so it's under the radar and what is deeply entrenched in all of it is being rewarded for conformity and yet there's never you know you never reach a point in fact where you feel complete joy by that rewarding it's just the next you know the next hurdle the next hurdle the next hurdle and again in the last few years of this of this uh, great hoo-ha that's been going on worldwide we've seen an enormous pressure to conform on the medical establishment doctors and nurses that might want to say something not only um <clears throat> you know being uh censored and being threatened with loss of job and all sorts of stuff like that but also just the pressure to toe the line say the same thing give the narrative whatever and so you need to, there needs to be some bravery and there does need to be some personal responsibility and there needs to be, a, uh, you know, people get to a certain point. I don't do much advertising for my work I, because I know if people find me, it's the right time for them. They've either reached a point where they're at rock bottom or they feel stuck is a word that I hear a lot. Um, or they just, you know, they got to a point where something has to change and they're ready for a big change. And it could be through a personal experience or it could be just they're sick of the old world for you or whatever it is um and so that's the point that they're ready to go off autopilot and to think oh hang on you know i don't know how it works and i don't know what happened but you know this stuff hasn't been working for me let's go and see someone that can help me find some stuff that does work you know maybe there's something else and there is something else in fact the, the something else is actually the true stuff and the the autopilot stuff the conformity and the being a victim that is fake <laughs> yeah 
and, and people yeah. like us we help them we help them unpack basically don't we 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 help them take off the layers and layers that they've built around themselves to fit into the world as it is at the moment to conform and we help them dig back and find out who they were before they were told who they should be now Absolutely. Uh, and you talked about, you know, um, going down to family. So, so some of this stuff, particularly, particularly um, so certain kinds of issues are handed down for generations, especially on the female side of families, ideas of what a woman should be or what um, or how she should behave or stuff like that, or or kind of secret um, kind of cycles of abuse or pain or whatever. Um, but on both sides of the family, they get handed down. And sometimes a client comes along and sort of on behalf of the whole genetic line, they decide to, hang on, this cycle has to stop. Um, and there is, you know, so most of the work, if you want change, most of the work is unpacking and removing and erasing. Because if you want to, you know, if you want to hold a new kind of soup in your in your beautiful bowl you've got to empty the old soup out first you've got to make a space to to put in the new stuff um and if you've got a you know a computer running an old broken windows whatever or, you know if you restore the factory settings if you just just clean the disk and think okay what is the software i want of this what is the result i want to get from this so that's what it's all about it's about erasing cleaning getting rid of all that stuff that wasn't working and then the exciting point okay so what am i going to put in instead <laughs> yeah and building a new building and, a new. Know, and we could be anybody we want to be when we're building that new once we've cleared out but we have to clear out to get yeah. back to our foundation level um and remember who we were before we became who we are now and, and once we remember who we were we can then build on that for going forward. And the world's our oyster because once we come, once we become conscious, we are the conscious creators and where our energy flows is, is what we bring into our life. So let's let's flow it in a in a good direction, in the direction we want to go. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Um and remembering, you know, what we were, well. You know, so people people see a little tiny baby and they have kind of instinctive reaction of sort of unconditional love or it's very easy to when you see a tiny baby you know to, to love them and want to, you know hold them or whatever and i you know in my opinion what's happening there is that you're remembering what you truly are and the guy that trained me in nlp a guy called david key you know he used to say um Okay, so what, you know, when we're born, or what we truly are, is is this sort of perfect diamond, uh, perfect sort of, you know, you can describe it as you know, perfect light if you want or whatever. But as but in the first few years of our life, we start to have we, when we build this model, we start to coat this diamond in sort of layers of shit. I hope it's okay to say the word shit here, um, and uh, then uh, and then we look at look at ourselves and we think we are the shit, and so we. We put on a layer of nail polish over the top, little glitzy nail polish or whatever, and we so a personality or, or you know how we're seen as the world to try and hide who we think we really are. But in fact, we're not the shit. We're the diamond in the middle. And we, when people start to strip away all this model of reality that they built, all the beliefs and values and whatever, they start to find actually that what you are is a perfect you know a perfect being of divine source or however you want to describe it you know it, i have no particular religious affiliation but um 
come to play in this reality and all the things that you were told you were and thought you were and trained to think you were, they're all fake. Um, you know, in fact, I was talking about this earlier today. I think I posted about this on my personal Facebook earlier today. So, so um, yeah, so one, a, a good meditation to do actually is if you imagine a computer screen, imagine your laptop screen or whatever, and all the icons on the screen, and you imagine there's an icon for each part of your life, your name, your body, your family, your friends, relationships, your income, your jobs, your, your, and imagine just dragging them one and one, one by one to the trash and saying, I'm not my income, I'm not my job, I'm not my family, I'm not my body, I'm not my name, I'm not my income, I'm not my home, I'm not, the, you know, remove everything till the screen is absolutely blank because you're not any of those things those are all if you want the you know the icing on the cake or whatever and you've got to discover the cake first and you have to love the cake first and it's very easy to love yourself once you actually find out who you are and until you love the cake first, until you find out who you truly are and love that person then no matter how much you strive um, for things that you think you might want something's going to go wrong it's this idea of um, the Jung quote, what you resist persists. So if, if there's something in, this, in yourself that you don't like or that you're ashamed of, or you're embarrassed of or whatever. And so what the people do is they push it or what, try and push it away or they try and beat it up or whatever. And what you resist persists. So you get more of it. If you try and push something away, if you've got division inside and you, uh, there's a conflict inside, it's echoed outside. It gets bigger and bigger. Uh, reality reflects what's going on in your inner model the whole time another quantum uh, physics thing yeah. so uh yeah so being able to love yourself unconditionally before all else and without the trappings of name body family relationship job location whatever it is without any of that loving yourself without any of that because that counts for nothing until you start to love yourself unconditionally and then it counts for something because it's just the play the fun the beautiful expression of who you truly are yeah and i think i think as well on top of that because some people find it really difficult to to undo all of that unpack all of that and love themselves i think firstly accept who you are as a product of what you've been through and the way society's molded you and once you accept who you are then you can start to unpack and, and love who you are um, and the adversities that's made you who you are because then you can see what you need to heal, where you need to heal. And as you're unpacking it, um, that love for yourself and compassion, if you can give yourself the same compassion you will give to somebody else in your situation, will help you to unpack, to find out who you truly are at your core. Yeah, well, whatever you give yourself, you will give to other people. So if you secretly hate yourself, then you'll then you'll have secret hatred for other people. It doesn't matter how you know what what actions you perform or what you know how you want to be perceived or whatever. If you give yourself unconditional love, then it's impossible not to give uh, unconditional love to others. In fact, if you imagine imagine a person right now, imagine a person who is completely at ease and self loving and completely happy in their own skin or whatever imagine that person wanting to to hurt someone else it's impossible to imagine why would they do that it's absolutely impossible it cannot happen nobody who hurts you is at ease in their skin or um no. or self-loving so whatever you give yourself you give the world you know quantum reality again 
uh you know and medieval monks used to talk about microcosm little universe macrocosm big universe you know this the the belief system is found all over the place so it's uh yeah so whatever happens inside will be echoed outside and um yeah and i, I find that the people that treat you badly just following on from what you've said tend to be at not at ease within themselves and and those person those people need the most love because they're they're struggling to love themselves and that's reflected in their relationships with others yeah um i mean so one of the key so, okay so so one of the key things that comes up in my therapy work also is um because one of the fictions we're taught from the earliest age is you can make someone happy or you can make them unhappy or you can you know so in some way or another you can change another person's inner world and and make it better or, or worse light or dark or whatever um and those things are fictions and it goes through our romantic love story as well you know darling i'm gonna make you happy i'm gonna keep you safe i'm gonna hold you forever um uh, so in psychology the theory of transactional analysis deals with all of this um, different parent roles and child roles we take flitting between things um so for example someone in a victim mode which is unhappy unhappy child in this model of transactional reality reality uh, as a transactional analysis so um somebody uh, in an unhappy child role will look for um someone either someone that says oh i'm going to keep you safe darling i'm going to look after you i'm going to make your world fine i'm going to you know, or someone that's going to tell them off um and make them feel more of a victim those are the two people that are looking for subconsciously without knowing so the whole all of these narratives are about needing something from outside or thinking that you can influence other people you can't so one of the things if people around you are for example you know behaving what seems to be badly or toxically or um, or they're unhappy or people you love are you know struggling or whatever one of the you know one of the things and this is a difficult one to accept one of the things is you cannot change their story they're in charge of that and they too will arrive at a time where they think wow okay enough of that and it may be this lifetime it may be another lifetime um, for the people that don't believe in multiple lifetime as well I, I you know I do um, but you the, the good news is there's no clock running on the process and people will find their answers at the right time for them you cannot do anything you can offer them you know love support financial support if you want to uh, but yeah you cannot change things for them only they can decide to do that the person you can change things for is you that's the only person the only person that you can make happier or unhappier or you know change anything about the reality is you and the magical thing about that is once you do that once you change things inside once you build an internal universe which is unified no conflict self-loving then you change the energy you send out around you and you become a catalyst for change around you and some people will drop off your radar because they're not ready for that that's fine that's fine let them go let them go let them go but um but uh you know let it go is is, 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 is a great thing to remember in all parts of your life so if it's going let it go um other people will appear on your radar because actually they are ready for this um so 
that's the way change occurs you know and everyone's had this experience where you're in a room and somebody comes into the room the whole room is just a light up because of the energy that person's bringing um and yeah so that's that's the way you bring change and once you redesign your inner universe because of quantum reality and we need this a lot right now this is happening a lot right now by the way yeah. um the world starts to redesign itself too and we're talking about things like environmental issues or ecology or anything whatever you want you know mother earth has is an intelligent organism and is also you know reflecting your redesign so if you create a world inside which is entirely loving that ripple goes out the energy goes out um throughout our reality our reality is just made of energy the whole uh, you know physical reality this desk up next to here is just made of energy and the whole business about the 27 kilometers of tunnels extremely expensive insulation in cern this whole you know a whole thing of oh well, how does energy change into matter when does quantum physics become uh, newtonian or einstein physics um, and by the way they're not researching this because they want you to be powerful which is why you probably haven't heard about wheeler's delayed choice experiment or, or that you know the whole thing about you create reality they're re researching it in order to have further control and use it for their own ends um, but that's <clears throat> that's what it's about energy becomes matter becomes reality and as you change your internal universe the world changes with it that's the way that you bring yeah. about the change you want to see okay absolutely and I, and I think can i just add in there i think years ago was it the cia have um produced papers to prove that manifestation is a thing and that we we are miracle manifestors we can manifest yeah well i'm, I'm you know uh, I'm a filthy conspiracy theorist, so and, and very happily so. So you know, the, these secrets of reality have been known for millennia, actually. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, what you know, whatever period of history you want to look at, you just look at the people that were in charge, the big influences, the people making the rules, whether it's the Catholic Church or the CIA or whoever it is over time. Um, you know, the people at the top have always. Um, the you know, known known how the thing works and it's always yeah. been about mm -hmm. control but and the reason for that okay so this is the this is the thing if you imagine a human being creates reality that's what they're born to do they've got the divine source inside them they create an inner world and that changes reality now imagine being able to control that process imagine being able to control millions of people doing that whether it's through nanotech, through hypnosis, if you want to talk about CIA, you know, you talk about MK Ultra and all the thing that's blown up yeah. with Epstein and all the rest of, you know, all that stuff. Um, so all through history, uh, I mentioned the Catholic Church, that's all about control, you know. So whatever it is, any period of history, it's about controlling the ability of a human being to manifest, to, to be infinitely powerful. Once you are in that power, there's nobody that can... Um, if, if I had a little thing that make a beep sound, then I put that out. Nobody can beep you up. Nobody can, you know, nobody yeah. can mess with you at all. It doesn't matter how, you know, what military they've got or what, you know, nobody can mess with you. Um, and that's something that's terrified, you know, that, that little handful of people at the, at, at the top, if you want to call them the top, um, 
over the millennia and so they've gone from one kind of control to another and and yeah. as things evolved you know um as so so at the end of the 18th century common land or whatever was taken away from the people and they were sort of driven into towns they become the new industrial working class a new kind of religion there a new low-class christianity telling them god wants you to be clean work hard do this do that they struggled and got more rights eventually got suffrage yeah you know and then suddenly what two world wars take take your eyes off the prize and now we're in a situation where democracy you know democracy brings no change so i was born in 1965 i can tell you in my lifetime no major world issue has been solved um in that period of time lots of other stuff has happened you know amazing it and and everyone's going around on that little self-training device having packets of dopamine rewards for checking their social media and whatever all this you know and and you know forty-eight thousand satellites going into space or whatever to run this emf network whatever it is all these amazing th if you want to call them amazing but actually no major world issue if anybody can name one i'd be amazed to hear it no major world issue has been sorted in my lifetime even though those issues have been known throughout my lifetime so there's no interest in sorting issues there's an interest in fear disempowerment division it's somebody's fault that's our enemy you know it's those people whatever you know and it's it's all absolute crap it really is it's just programming it's been going on for millennia but this is the time that it's changing yeah um, and we need to take charge of ourselves and become responsible for us our own selves and create our own reality yeah um, that's, the, that's we, the way you do it yeah absolutely and when we come from a place of love we can't feel the fear because love and fear are on the opposite sides of the same coin so if we just create more love and spread that out with the ripple effect we can have such a powerful effect and the more of us that do that the bigger the effect yeah and it's happening right now so people can feel anyone watching this can feel optimistic you know it's there is an amazing thing because of the you know the developments of the last few years because in a way the sort of final gambit has been playing out in an attempt to control actually it's had the opposite effect and more and more people are starting to think hang on all the old narrative was false and so they are finding oh hang on you know they're finding who they really are um, and it's spreading like wildfire it's so so quick um, and the other thing, by the way, the other thing that you can really do to to help with your personal process is to spend time in beautiful natural settings, maybe in bare feet if you can, um, and just connect with the earth because the earth is, as I say, an intelligent being on your side. And she, your mother earth has also been kind of um, hijacked or, you know, if you look at places where you know, they built the Vatican or whatever, different different or or zurich financial center or whatever those are actually on power lines um that have been hijacked in the past so so earth is also rediscovering herself go and connect go and get into bare feet you know spend time in nature because that helps with your internal reset yeah, yeah. it just nourishes the soul doesn't it it does yeah love it, love it. <laughs> definitely thank you patrick and um, would you like to um, tell the listeners where they can find you? <laughs> the listeners might be running in their millions in the opposite direction at the moment. Wow, yeah, so. that person is weird. Um, so, yeah, so I, I used to do lots of social media stuff, but I don't do 
much of that now but so if, if you want to connect with, connect with me then look at my website www.patrickcave.com written as one word patrick cave that's c-a-v-e like a hole in the ground um and i'm i'm just about sometime this year i'm going to start some some new projects so it will be announced there. there's going to be a different website and things in time um i work as a therapist uh in liverpool street in bath bristol cheltenham salisbury um and on zoom um and i work uh so whatever the people you know whatever the issue people have could be anything could be trauma addiction relationship stuff something they want to achieve in the future um anxiety depression self-harm anything at all so the bigger the better as far as i'm concerned you know I, I like it when clients come through the door and their life is a complete horrible stinking mess uh, because i know that they're ready for change so um i aim to get change in one session if i can one 90 minute session three sessions maximum i never see anyone more than three times i get about 80 percent success um and uh yeah so and i love what i do it's it's just it's all good fun it's just all looking at that model inside model of reality and just moving things around and just changing the perception of who people think they are changing beliefs moving old values getting in new ones etc yeah so wonderful yeah. wonderful thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast patrick well thank you again yeah oh, yeah wonderful you're welcome <laughs>